Here's what's cooking on the day's Sports Stove podcast. We're talking uh, NFL with our regular NFL picks. We're also going to get into our Christmas wish list this year and uh, maybe even dive into a little college football. That and more. That's what's cooking on the day's Sports Stove podcast. From Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network, you're listening to the Sports Stove podcast with your host, Vince Stover. Welcome in to a special Christmas Eve edition of the Sports Stove Podcast. We are live today, joined as I am in most cases by my dad, Dale Stover. Dad, how you doing today? Doing good. Merry Christmas. I'm doing great here at Christmas time, and boy, it's still a lot of sports to talk about. Uh, there is a lot to talk about, and uh, we're excited about what we've got to talk about today with the NFL and uh, things like that. Do you have a favorite? I didn't prep you on this, but do you have a favorite Christmas sports memory? Um, not right off. I, I would have to think <laughs> on that one uh, a, a little bit. I mean, there has been different games and different things on at Christmas, but um uh, I know when when I was in high school and played basketball, we always went to Christmas tournaments around that time, and that was always a lot of a lot of fun and followed um, high school Christmas basketball tournaments. So uh, that might be it. Uh, did you ever receive a sports related Christmas gift that you remember? Oh yeah, I got several of those. Like I said, that's where I become a minority owner in the Packers, and I've got different <laughs> different things like that. So yeah, a, a lot of sports related stuff, jerseys and different things, and those were great. Yeah, jerseys are probably the main thing that I think of when I think of uh, gifts at Christmas and things like that. Uh, I guess jerseys. Um, back in the day, we've got the uh what do you call those things i got one over here what are these called um starting lineups is that what they're called yeah uh, little figures and things like that so i used to get a lot of those ball cards in my stockings and stuff like that so um yeah lots of fun christmas stuff this year though we've got we're pretty excited about christmas this year dad uh green bay versus cleveland uh will be on the television at our house uh you'll be here as well uh and uh so and then my in-laws are here already so it's uh, it's gonna be an exciting christmas uh green bay and cleveland you know i dad me and you went to a game in green bay against cleveland back in probably what 2001 2000 2001 yeah. somewhere like I that remember, I, yeah, I don't remember what year it was and it was against uh cleveland and it was what we were at a right before Christmas. It was the 23rd or so of December, I think. So yeah, it's right around this time frame. It snowed. It was my first game at Lambeau. Uh, yeah. It snowed and uh, we won. Uh, it was a great experience. The one thing I remember, Dan, uh, I don't know if you remember this or not, but we had the, uh, um, we had a guy sitting behind us and it was in the, uh, we had Baljou was on the team and Kabir Baha Biamila <laughs> was on the team. Yeah. And I was so discouraged because the guy behind me had a friend and he's like, yeah, talking about Baoju, he's like, we call him uh, KJB. And I thought, no, no, wrong guy, dude. Uh, but uh, nonetheless, uh, there's those fans, I guess, everywhere as well. Uh, Merry Christmas, Ryan. Thanks for tuning in today. Uh, we have uh, got a lot to talk about today. I want to start, Dad, with the NFC West division because I'm sitting here looking at uh, the standings and things like that. And when you look at the NFC West, San Francisco, Tennessee played last night. San Francisco lost to Tennessee. Um, the West seems to be pretty wide open. San Francisco was making a good run at it. 
Uh, you've got Arizona, who seems to be kind of going the wrong direction a little bit right now. Uh, and then, of course, uh, you got the Rams that are up there as well. So when you're looking at the NFC West division, what kind of comes to mind as is there? Do you have any clarity on what's going on there? No, that's been surprising because it looked like, you know, you had dominant teams. And I think when you get to the playoffs, these teams would all be teams that, you know, um, you'd have to be careful about with the Rams, the Cardinals, uh, and even the 49ers. I was surprised about their loss last night, and that really does muddy the waters uh, a little bit. The Rams, very, very good team, but they've struggled on occasion, so you don't know how they're going to go down the stretch. And like you said, the Cardinals, um, I was kind of all for them, but, you know, that's kind of been heading the wrong direction, and I uh, know they have a tough game this week. So, um Schedule-wise, I don't think any of those teams have real easy schedules. They probably play each other to an extent down the line here. And um, so, yeah, it, it's hard to say who will come out of that. There's been a couple of divisions that you thought, well, by now somebody would be clear-cut, you know, just like the AFC, AFC North, um, but it's not. And um, it looks like the West, like I said, things are definitely going to come down the last two weeks Um but, you know, both those weeks are going to be very important, which will probably make it good for the NFL. You won't have teams coasting or whatever because there's going to be a lot on the line. Yeah, let's talk about those schedules. Arizona, they play Indianapolis this week. Then they've got Dallas and Seattle to close out the season. So the Dallas game will be hard. They should be able to beat uh, Seattle. We'll talk about that Indianapolis game here when we get to our pick sixes as well. Um, the Rams, on the other hand, they've got the Vikings this week, the Ravens next week, and then they close with the 49ers. Um, and then the 49ers, their schedule, they've just played Tennessee. They got Houston next week and the Rams, uh, the last week, of course, Rams and, and, and Arizona are tied right now. They, one of them will win the division. Um, do you, when it comes to the playoffs, Super Bowl contenders, those kinds of things, which team do you trust more, Arizona or Los Angeles or San Francisco, for that matter? I think Los Angeles. I think you know, they're they're stronger. They have a lot of talent. Um, again, um, I'm not sure, you know, um, what, what all has been uh, the problem. Again, I don't think they're dominant. That you know they're going to go all the way to the Super Bowl. But I think of those teams, they seem to be uh, the strongest. I think Arizona looked that way for a while. Um, San Francisco's made a good move, but again, the loss last night really hurts them. And um, it showed a little bit of the weakness in their quarterback position too. So um, it'll, it'll, it'll be interesting. Interesting. There were both Arizona and the Rams actually have very strong quarterbacks and, um, you know, good talent. Connors played super well for Arizona and that's been a help. So, um, yeah, it, it, like I said, I, I think they all could be. You get into the playoffs. Playoffs took, took an interesting turn this week, though, because the second-place team in the NFC now is Dallas all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you'll look at their schedule, and I think they have probably a pretty favorable schedule So, um, in some ways. So, we will we, – yeah, there are a lot of teams that could really be – you know, and I, the playoff seedings um, I think will be important, um, not only the number one bye, but the next – team or two that gets because I we've talked all along the seventh place team is not going to be a great team I don't think in either division so being number two um, you know I think that's going to be a real advantage over being number three yeah I'll come back to that in a second you look at Arizona they've got the talent if they're healthy they don't have the coach I don't that's where I 
fall down with Arizona. I said at the beginning of the season, thought they were going to have a good season. I just don't trust Cliff Kingsbury in the playoffs being able to put together a game plan that's going to, you know, that's going to beat some of these top talented teams like Tampa, Green Bay, even Dallas in the playoffs. And we, they may not even win the the division when they should have run away with the division. Um, Los Angeles is kind of the flip side. I trust their coach. I'm not sure if I trust their talent. They and the reason I say that is because they have the talent uh, there, and I, I I cheer for Matt Stafford as much as any Green Bay fan does. Uh, I want him to have some success. Obviously, I don't want him to go to the Super Bowl. I want the Packers to go. But uh, but you get to this point where you go, okay, what have they proven this year? Um, now they're going to get Cam Akers back. He he won't play uh, this week, but he's he should be back at the very latest for the playoffs. My question is, is does Cam Akers really add? I mean, you would think he does, but does he add to this team? Because you look at this team this season, you know, they've struggled to be balanced. Um, they've not run the ball well this year. Now they've got some really talented wideouts, but, you know, I look at, at Los Angeles and I don't have a lot of confidence in them. I thought I would coming into the playoffs, but I don't have a lot of confidence, even though I trust their coach and I like their quarterback. To me, they haven't been balanced enough, uh, but they're the kind of team that they could get hot, and they've got the talent on defense and on offense to make a run. Um, now, will they do that though? I'm not sure. They're on a three-game win streak right now, so maybe they've maybe they've got hot at the right time uh, from there. Uh, your thoughts, Cam Akers? Do you think it makes a difference, or do you think play calling will kind of stay the way it has been? Um, I, I think it'll help. Uh, it, it should. And like you said, I think balance may be a little bit of the deal there. They're really good with the quarterback and wide out position, but having a, a better running attack definitely helps. And it would help their, you know, their defense is really, really good. Some great talent on there, but they have not dominated like we thought they would. And of course, a running game always helps the defense um, not have to play as much. And that might make a big difference. Yeah, I agree. You talked about Dallas earlier. They got Washington this week, Arizona, and then they close out the season with Philly. Those division games are never easy, um, no matter how bad or good Washington and Philly are this year. Those games will be tough for Dallas. I'd be surprised if they ended with a one seed coming in. But um, let's talk about that seven seed in the NFC a little bit more. Right now, you've got the division leaders uh, in Dallas, Green Bay, Tampa, Arizona and Los Angeles are tied. Uh, we know Dallas has won the division. We know Green Bay's won the division. Tampa, they're, I mean, if they don't win the division, it'll be an absolute shocker. They're three games up, so they'd have to lose all three, and New Orleans would have to win all three. But, um, and then the West, we just, we've already talked about that. Uh, then that leaves you with the Rams. Well, there, there's going to be three teams from the West getting into the playoffs. You're going to have the Rams, the Cardinals, uh, and the 49ers. The seventh seed is looking to be either New Orleans, Minnesota, or Philadelphia. Um, out of those three teams, which ones do you think makes the most sense to be that, that seven seed? Um, boy, that's, you know, that's tough because Minnesota <clears throat> has struggled. Um, New Orleans has been surprising, but again, they have games and Philadelphia, you just can't figure them out. I think Philadelphia may have a good shot. Um, but just when you think, okay, they're really going to make a run here, then, you know, They'll lose a game and not real impressively. So um, it's hard to say. It wouldn't be my choice, but I would guess maybe we'd see the Vikings in that spot. I think Philadelphia might have the better shot at it. Um, you know, they're they're playing New York this week, Washington next week. They close the season with Dallas. Yeah, so it's a relative. 
yeah, it's a relatively easy schedule uh, for them. Minnesota has the Rams, the the Packers, and the Bears. Um, they they should lose two of those three games, so I think that hurts them a lot. And then New Orleans has Miami, Carolina, and Atlanta. Uh, those are games they can win as well, but the quarterback situation in New Orleans is not great uh, right now either. So um, I think Philadelphia has the best shot to squeeze in there. There's still a slim chance Atlanta could jump in uh, or Washington, but uh, it would be pretty crazy if they did at this point. From there in the AFC, um, I want to talk. We're going to talk New England and Buffalo when we get to the pick six. So I'll hold off on that one for right now. Uh, NFC North, Cincinnati, Baltimore, they play this week as well. Um, you know, that's that's going to be a run to the end. Pittsburgh still in that hunt. Cleveland still technically in the hunt as well. Um, Tennessee with a big win this week. You know, even if Indianapolis wins, that's looks like it's going to be Tennessee's division. Uh, they're in the AFC South. Indianapolis should make the playoffs. Um, I think I know the answer to this, but who do you trust more, Tennessee or Indianapolis come playoff time? Um, well, I think Indianapolis, um, but again, you know, Tennessee is one when they've had to. They've, you know, looked bad when you thought they was going to control things. Um, so, you know, and again, in the past with Derrick Henry, you know, there was always something there was going to be, you know, able to control things and they don't have that now. So, um, I would think, you know, but again, Indianapolis been a little shaky at the quarterback position too. So of course they've got the star running back and a good defense and, um, that can take you a long ways in the playoffs. Yeah. I think Indy's a legit Super Bowl contender just because the AFC has not been great this year. And you throw in Jonathan Taylor, you throw in a really solid defense at Indianapolis. What it all comes down to is Carson Wentz playing mistake-free football. And if yeah. he can, if he can play mistake-free football, they're as good a team in the AFC this year as anybody. And I mean, you've got Buffalo, who's talented. You've got New England, who's talented. You've got Kansas City, who's talented. Los Angeles, but the, the Chargers have been so inconsistent this year. Um, and, and I thought they were going to be really, really good. So, uh, I'm still kind of all in on Kansas city as, as my AFC Super Bowl favorite, but, uh, Indianapolis is a team I'm watching. And honestly, Cincinnati, if they make the playoffs, they're a team, they're, they're sneaky good. I mean, they're not they They shouldn't be in the Super Bowl this year, but you talk about that offense with Joe Mixon, uh, Jamar Chase, T Higgins, Tyler Boyd, and Joe Burrow. When they're healthy, um, that's a team that can can get you on any given Sunday. So, uh, who would be a, your dark horse AFC Super Bowl team? Well, the team that's not in contention. I mean, do we, you're not talking as much about right now. I still think you you can't count Buffalo out. Yeah, um, they have talent, and I think that's a team that um, you know you have to keep in mind. And strangely enough, when you look at the schedule, and I know you've been very critical of Moyer, and rightfully so with Pittsburgh, um, that tie they got may really help them here um, when you look at the schedule. <laughs> yes, but but not for the Super Bowl, right? No, no, okay. I, I don't think Big Ben will have a, have have the run there um, at this at this point. Uh, again, the Chargers are an interesting team, like you said, mm. got talent, but. Um, you know, again, I, I don't know. You know, again, when you talk about Kansas City, you've got the talent, you've got the coaching, um, you've got all those things there. And um, of course, New England obviously has the coaching. Um, but um, you know, it'd be interesting. And Cincinnati, I think, can go farther than than you know people thought a few weeks ago. It'd be exciting. I know around here, people would be very excited about it, and I think there's some. Um, yeah, could be a legitimate chance of them at least winning the division. And then you never know, they'll host a game here in the jungle. That, that'll always help them. 
Yeah, I you know, listen. Pittsburgh they play Kansas City, Cleveland, and Baltimore to close out the season. Those Cleveland and Baltimore games are huge for everybody, for everybody involved. Um, this AFC North is going to come down to the last week, and you know Baltimore early in the season looked like they would be the team. They played well without Lamar Jackson. Let's talk about Lamar Jackson, Dad. I had a guy. Um, I don't know if I can find out who it was now. I should I should be able to give him a little bit of credit, but uh, it was the guys from the Man Hour. Um, anyways, it's a show, uh, Man Hour. You can find it on podcast, YouTube, uh, and everything as well. Our friend uh, Graham Wallace guests on there often. Uh, but he started busting on Lamar Jackson, saying uh, that Baltimore is better off with Tyler Huntley, and uh, they should get rid of Lamar Jackson. And I started thinking, what? And I mean, he's he was an MVP. What a year, two years, two years ago, three years ago, whatever it was. Um, I, I mean, I get he had a bad season, but I asked him, you know, would you legitimately say if you were a Ravens fan, would you legitimately say we should get rid of Lamar Jackson? Um, I gave him a list of guys. I'm trying to think who it was: Tua, Derek Carr, um, Kirk Cousins, and I forget who else on the list. Uh, which guys would you take? Uh, uh, over Lamar, and he said all but one. I don't remember. Tannehill was on that list. I forget. I think all but Tua. He said he would take over Lamar. I thought, my goodness. Um, listen, Lamar's had a bad season, but you would you would want Lamar Jackson playing over Tyler Huntley, wouldn't you? Oh yeah, yeah, you would. I mean, again, like I said, he, he's had a bad season. Um, I think they have a good coach, but you know, he got in a position where he had to try to do things. Uh, that he really couldn't do and um, and had to do to take too much on himself. And that's where a lot of the injuries and stuff came. And, um, you know, he, they, they just got in a bad spot there. Of course, they've had a lot of injuries in other, other places. Their team, um, you know, Baltimore has had. So that's probably hurt too. But, yeah, I, I sure wouldn't throw Lamar Jackson out at this point. Yeah, I would not. I, I mean, I don't know. I'm trying to. I was trying to think of where I'd put them as far as top ten still this year. Um, if I drop them out of that, there's so many good quarterbacks right now as well. Um, so I've got the I've got the list pulled up. Let me here pull it up here. Oh come on. Um, all right. So the list I gave him was Tannehill, Tua, Cousins, Baker, Mayfield, and Carr. And he said he would only take Mike Buck from the man hour said he would only take uh, Lamar over Tua on that list. So he would take Tannehill, Kirk Cousins, Baker Mayfield and Derek Carr over Lamar. I said Derek Carr. I could see that. But I'd take Lamar over Tua, Tannehill, Cousins and Baker any day no of the week. <laughs> yeah, no, no question about that. So. That's interesting. I don't know. It's 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 that uh, you know recency bias, and he's not been good this year, and and it is is what it is, I guess, in that that case. But uh, yeah, Baltimore, the whole NFC North, it's going to be a real intriguing end of the season uh, for them, and uh, I'm kind of excited to see how it all breaks down. Of course, the COVID stuff's affecting some people, but hopefully, that'll all be done by. Uh, the end. Uh, let's see. I think that's enough to talk about the standings. We'll have more to talk about in the weeks ahead as we get to uh, that that time uh, frame for the playoffs and everything like that. Let's get into, well, I guess we'll get straight into our picks. we got a lot of good games this week, a couple uh, big spreads. I went with all underdogs this week in my pick six, Dad. <laughs> um, 
Well, one of them's an even, but the other the other five are underdogs. So I know you like to play it more safe and go with the favorites, but yeah. um, nonetheless, let's start with you. Game number one, your pick for this week. Um, I'll go ahead and take Green Bay over Cleveland. I kind of looked at that a little bit because of the spread, but Cleveland uh, has some injuries. There's still some question of who's going to be able to play and who isn't going to be able to play uh, tomorrow. And so, um, you know, 7.5 is a, li a little bit big, but I, I think Green Bay, uh, again, being at home, I think we should be in good shape. Yes, I, I did not pick this game, um, but I want to be able to enjoy this game fully. I think Green Bay should win. I think they should dominate this game unless, you know, more crazy COVID stuff comes out uh, right before the game or whatnot. This this is a game Green Bay should easily win. It's at home. Uh, you know, they've got who should be, I think, the MVP of the league this year and Aaron Rodgers at the quarterback position. Let's, let me ask you that. Who should be the MVP this year? I think Aaron Rodgers right now, um, you know, would be the leader again. I, you know, I really like Taylor from Indianapolis has had quite the year too. So I think those two um, would be ones to look at. And of course, Brady's had a good year. So will the NFL allow Aaron Rodgers to be the MVP this year? Um, yes. Yes, I, I, I think so. Um, again, it depends. I mean, if he if he really dominates these last three games, I think um, I, I, I think they will. I think that's a legitimate question, but um, I would think so. Okay. Uh, okay, well, like I said, I skipped this game. Uh, Green Bay, seven and a half point favorites over Cleveland. I just, um, I don't know. Cleveland is that, that kind of team that they could kind of scratch one out and maybe – you know, lose by four or three, something like that. Um, nonetheless, Green Bay should win by double digits, but will they is the question. Uh, my first game, Dad, I went with uh, Indianapolis over Arizona, Indianapolis plus one. Uh, uh, in Arizona, I think Indianapolis might be more desperate, uh, and I just think they're, they're a better team all the way around right now, the way that they're playing. So in that case, I pick Indianapolis plus one over Arizona. Any thoughts on that game? Did you pick that game? And then any thoughts on that game? Yes, that was my second game. I did pick that one. I think, and I think Indianapolis, Arizona is struggling and, uh, Indian, this one Indianapolis, you know, has to have, of course, Arizona needs it too, but, um, no, I, I think Indianapolis with the spread where it is there, I think that's a safe pick. Yeah, there are very few teams who don't need wins at this point in the season. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so I guess it's hard to say they need it more. But in my opinion, Indianapolis, you know, they've got to get rolling here. Arizona does too. So maybe that's a bad a, a bad opinion. But nonetheless, uh, so you we both pick Indianapolis plus one? Yes. Okay. All right. My second game, I'm sticking with it, is Detroit. I've been on the Detroit train uh, with these picks uh, many weeks this year. They're five-and-a-half-point underdogs to Atlanta. I like Atlanta. I think Atlanta's making a strong push at the playoffs. Will they make it? I'm not sure, um, but I'm impressed with the way that they're playing right now. But still, I'm going to go with Detroit plus five-and-a-half, feeling like they can, can keep it close again in this game, possibly win, uh, but at least keep it close in this game. Um, you know, Dad, I, I was on um, a show last night and talked about Dan Campbell. I thought he was a bad hire coming into the season. I, I changed my mind. I think he's a good hire. Uh, they haven't won a lot of games, obviously, but they have played really hard for Dan Campbell. If he can maintain that level of play, then they just build the roster. It should all work out. But uh, your thoughts on Detroit, five-and-a-half-point underdogs to Atlanta? 
again, I didn't pick that game because it's just hard to know which way it'll go. I mean, Detroit played better. You're right. Dan Campbell's got everybody rallied around him. Um, Atlanta's played better than we expected, and they still have a shot at the playoffs. So um, I stayed away from that game because I, I, I just it didn't seem safe. To pat my own back, they're not Atlanta's not playing better than I expected. Uh, I, I said it at the beginning of the season, uh, right about where they're at is where they would end up at. So, um, I feel confident that I've picked right on Atlanta this year, <laughs> but nonetheless, uh, that being said, all right, game number three for you you've got Green Bay minus seven and a half, Indianapolis plus one. Who's game three? Um, I'm gonna take um, Cincinnati over Baltimore. Again, you know, definitely a game both teams have to have, but I think Cincinnati, um, I think Cincinnati can, you know, will win this, can win this, should win this, and so I'm gonna go with Cincinnati. These next few games are gonna tell you a lot about Cincinnati. Uh, well, they got Baltimore this week, Kansas City, and in Cleveland. Um, you know, who are they? What are they going forward? Um, I stayed away from this game. You know, I've been very high on the Bengals. All year, I think they can win this game. I think they should win this game, actually, being at home. But uh, that being said, Baltimore is a team that um, you just got to watch out for. At, at every The way they played against Green Bay with a backup quarterback and very little run game is impressive. And uh, they're going to have to add some variety. They're going to have to add some balance to their offense. Um, but I stayed away from this game as much as I think the Bengals can win and should win by three at least. Um, this one scared me off. So I stayed away from it, uh, as well. Uh, my third game dad is Buffalo and new England, uh, Buffalo two point underdogs in this game at new England. Uh, actually that's two and a half now. Uh, and, uh, you know what? I like, I like Buffalo here. I think this is the game that they have to prove they're the best team in the division and they're a legit super bowl contender. You cannot, uh, be those two things. If you cannot beat new England this year, and uh, so I'm going to take Buffalo plus two and a half. Did you pick this game first question? And then number two, your thoughts on Buffalo and New England? Yes, I did pick this one. I do. I do think Buffalo could win this one um, and and should win it. And um, so, again, you know, I think Buffalo's still a very legitimate team, um, even though, you know, they definitely had some big hiccups as the year's gone on. Uh, New England has, I think, overachieved. I don't think they're going to fold, but I, I don't know that they're dominant, you know, to keep controlling people. And um, this will be a very interesting game to watch, but I, I'm, I pick Buffalo. I know you said earlier you think Buffalo's a legit Super Bowl contender. Um, and, and I think they are too. They've got the talent to be, they've not run the ball well this year. Um, New England, this, the weather's going to be better this time. Last time they played New England threw the ball three times, the entire game completed two of three passes. Uh, and then they just ran down the bill's throat and you would like to think the bills knew it was coming with the weather that they were playing in, uh, yet they couldn't stop them. So, um, what gives you the confidence that Buffalo can win the game this week? Um, again, I, I just think talent wise, um, you know, coaching wise, I, I think Buffalo's a better team than they've shown so far. And like you said, everybody needs to win the game at this point, but this, this really will propel them and, and they need it. Um, is Bill Belichick, I think we've asked this question before, but is he the greatest coach of all time, or at least in the top, you know, top three in the conversation? Oh, I think he's, He's in the top three or the top two. I don't think he's the greatest of all time because I think Vince Lombardi is. But um, 
uh, you know, he, he, his record, I mean, has really been phenomenal. And the fact that he's having a good year this year, you know, with Brady gone, um, you know, he, he's no doubt a good, a great coach. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to continue that conversation at some point, but it's hard, you know, the way that he's been able to pull off, I know Brady is great and he's been involved for so many years in new England, but you know, there was, there was so little talent on on a number of those teams that did well in New England. They had years where they brought in guys like Randy Moss and those those kinds of years, but they did a lot with little uh, there, especially on the offensive side of the ball. And maybe that goes more to uh, Josh McDaniels. But uh, but Belichick was seems to be a really great in-game uh, coach where he can make adjustments and, and is planning for games and things like that as well. And, uh, and, you know, the mystique of, hey, they're going against Bill Belichick, it seems to carry over into other games as well. Uh, all right, so you've got four games. I've told you three of my games. Uh, my fourth game this week is going to be Chicago, plus six and a half underdogs against Seattle this week. Seattle is still clinging on to hopes of the playoffs. They're at home, but they just have not been good. Neither have the Bears. I think Seattle wins this game, but six and a half points was enough for me to pick Chicago in this game. Any thoughts on that game? Um, I mean, if there's any game this week where I hope that both lose, it's this game here, no question about that. And um, I just, I, I, again, I, I don't have enough faith. I think you're right. The point spread is a little bit high, but I don't have any faith in Chicago at all, um, but not a whole lot more in, in Seattle. So um, I stayed away from this one because I just have no idea. Yeah, I understand all that. I just think Chicago – Nagy's going to be in that weird spot. He should get fired at the end of the year. So should the GM, Ryan Pace. But Nagy's at that point where if he can win these two out of these next three, will they still fire him? I don't know. Um, they've been patient with coaches before. And as a Packer fan, I want Chicago to win two out of the next three and Nagy keep his job. So uh, I don't know. I think Chicago can keep this one close. Seattle should win at home. Uh, but I pick Chicago there. All right. Game number five for you this week. I'm going to take the Rams over Minnesota. This may be a little bit of who, who I want to win, but again, I don't have confidence in Minnesota. And if the Rams, we've talked about the Rams earlier, if they're going to establish themselves here at really making a run, then this is a game they ought to be able to control. And um, again, three and a half, you know, a um, little bit scary on that, but um, I, I think the, I went with the Rams. Yeah, the Vikings, if they're going to make the playoffs, they got to win this week, in my opinion. Uh, and uh, it's a huge game for Minnesota. LA's fighting for the division, so a big game for them as well. I looked at this one. I almost picked this one. I would have went Rams as well in this game, minus three and a half. Um, but at this point, I don't see the Rams as a legit contender because of the way they've played. Um, and so I don't have enough confidence that they can win a game even against Minnesota, on the road in Minnesota. So I stayed away from it. I think L.A. should win this game. I said at the beginning of the season, Minnesota would be down again this year, um, and they have been. They're at 7-7, seven and seven, but um, I went ahead and stayed away from this one. Uh, my fifth game, I went with the Las Vegas Raiders. They're at even versus Denver this week. Uh, and, you know, I've been down on Vegas for a while now, um, but – Denver, I mean, Teddy Bridgewater hurt, uh, Drew Locke quarterback. Uh, they just haven't been, they haven't been impressive this year. Vegas, this seems like the kind of game Vegas should, should come out and win. And with it being even, um, it's just what it is. It's a pick them. And uh, I picked the Raiders to win that game. Any thoughts on that one? 
Um, well, you know, I've been a little more positive on the Raiders, and I have picked them several times, and they've been good for me on the picks. But, yeah, th this game, you know, scared me. I have no idea. You know, like I said, uh, Denver's not out of it yet either. And uh, so we'll be in interest. I didn't, I didn't pick it because it could go either way. All right. Well, yeah, Vegas agrees with you. <laughs> That's why it's at even uh, there as well. All right, Dad, your last game of the week. Um, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. They should get a win. Anybody should be able to beat Jacksonville. Uh, the Jets have, have, you know, I think, you know, played a little better in occasion this year. And so I, I think they can beat Jacksonville. The reason why I stayed away from this game is Jacksonville has been drama-free for a week now. Uh, they've been able to just focus in on football. What can they get, What can they do when they just focus in on football? We don't know because we haven't seen it yet. And uh, for that reason, I stayed away. I think these teams are very even uh, as far as talent goes. Of course, the Jets are a one-point favorite. Um, I just think there's there's that potential for the Jaguars before the season is done to show us a flash of what they can be in the future. Trevor Lawrence, just give us a little bit of what he can be in the future. And so I stayed away from this one. Had I picked it, I probably would have went with Jacksonville. Um, but I stayed away from this one. And uh, I like uh, Trevor Lawrence way more uh, than I like uh, Wilson at the Jets. And now I like the Jets coaching staff better than I like Jacksonville's, but uh, I'm going to put my, I would put my trust in Daryl Bevel in this game and his chance to run something uh, that gives you a sign that Jacksonville has potential in the years ahead. So for that reason, I stayed away uh, though from this game because I'm not putting any trust in Daryl Bevel <laughs> this week in my picks. Uh, my last game, dad, plus 10 underdogs. You went with the Jets. I'll go across the, the hallway to the New York football Giants. Uh, they are playing Philadelphia this week, plus 10-point underdogs. Uh, I have not seen, and, and I've looked, but I have not seen if Glennon or Fromm is starting at quarterback. I told you two weeks ago, Fromm is going to be the guy. And I think Fromm starts again this week. He replaced Glennon last week. Um, and I think the, the Giants are good enough with Jake Fromm to stay within 10 points of this Philadelphia team. I think Philadelphia wins the game. Uh, but I think the Giants in division game, uh, it's hard to run away in division games. I think the Giants hold on and make this a competitive game. So I'm going with the Giants over Philadelphia or at least to cover plus 10 against Philadelphia. Any thoughts on the Giants and the Eagles? No, I mean, I didn't pick that one. I think in some ways it's kind of a safe pick. I just have... I, you know, I don't have any confidence in the Giants. I think they've massively underachieved this year. And, um, but the Eagles are so up and down, you don't know. Um, again, the Eagles have a shot at this. So, you know, maybe they'll come out and play and Hurts have a great game. You never know. But um, even though it is kind of safe with the big point spread, I stayed away from that. All right, only a couple of games we didn't pick this week. Let's talk about those real quick. Tampa and uh, Carolina. Tampa, 10-point favorites at Carolina. Carolina's really, really bad. Uh, Tampa is very good. I uh, don't think there's a whole lot to talk about there, but any comments on Tampa, Carolina? 
Um, I mean, Tampa should win. Um, it, Tampa's been tough with me this week because they really have killed me in fantasy football. Lost two guys that were major cogs, one on each team. And, um, and of course, you know, they're going to be down a little bit, but they should be able to handle Carolina. <laughs> yeah, they, they should have no issues with Carolina this week. Um, they should be able to take care of business there against them. Uh, let's see here. The Chargers and the Texans. We both stayed away from this one. Uh, Chargers 10-point favorite on the road in Houston. I stayed away because I thought Houston might be able to cover this uh, the way the Chargers have looked this year. Um, you know, they've got the talent, but they haven't proven it. Texans have kept some games close. They've also got blown out a few times as well. Uh, any thoughts on Chargers-Texans? Well, the Chargers, like I said, should win, but Houston, to me, does have a little bit of a record of keeping things close, and the spread was just too big for me on that one. Yep, with you on that one. Uh, let's see here. Steelers-Chiefs. Uh, I wanted to go Chiefs really bad in this one. Eight-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, I'm so down on Pittsburgh. I just think they're no good at all. Uh, but Kansas City has a, has a history of kind of dropping the ball sometimes, and so I stayed away from this one, too. Do you think Pittsburgh has a shot in this one? I don't think they have a shot to win, but I think the spread was a little big there. I mean, if Kansas City is going to establish himself, now is the time to do it. Um, uh, where they will or not, you don't know, because they've been kind of up and down too. But, um, you know, uh, the spread was a little too big for me on that one. Uh, the Steelers at 7-6-1 and one have an opportunity to be uh, a 500 team. They're the only team in the league that has that shot right now. Uh, to be a 500 team at eight, eight, and one to end the season. Uh, Washington and Dallas, neither one of us picked this game. Dallas, a big favorite, 10 and a half. Again, uh, division games, even with all the COVID stuff, scares me to death. I don't pick division games that are that that big for the favorite, especially. Um, so Washington, Dallas, you, I know you're, you don't, you haven't believed in Dallas yet this year. Um, but do you believe in Washington? No, no, I don't believe in Washington. And like I said, the spread is a little big there. Um, Dallas should win this game, but it's a division game. And those two teams, there's always a lot of history and they play close. So, um, so you never know. We'll see. Yes. And then the Monday night game is Miami, New Orleans. We stayed away from this one too. Miami is a two and a half point favorite. That's the direction I would have gone had I picked it. Uh, I did not pick this one. The New Orleans quarterback situation it's just no good, and Miami's finally playing playoff football, and every game's a playoffs for them here to close out the season, and I like the coaching staff. Tua is playing better. I still don't think he's an elite quarterback, but he's playing better and can win football games. So uh, thoughts on Miami, New Orleans? Um, I almost picked this game. This was the other one I would have picked, and I would have picked Miami. Again, you know, New Orleans, just when you think they're down and out, they come up and win, and it's, it's kind of amazing. But I think Miami um, – Miami's one of those teams that still has a shot, but they're, they're going to have to roll here at the end of the year to jump up one more game and get in it. But um, the way they've played, um, I, I would have picked Miami, and uh, we'll see. I think there's a lot of good football games this weekend. Uh, mm -hmm. Obviously, really excited about the Packer game on Saturday. Uh, but uh, uh, looking forward to the weekend ahead with football. Should be some good ones. I think even that Sunday night game. Washington, Dallas will be a fun one to watch. So uh, looking forward to that and looking forward to seeing what, what kind of shakes out this week to talk about next week when it comes to the divisions and where we're at on the playoff standings and those sorts of things as well. All right, Dad, it is a uh, Christmas Eve special edition. So we're going to talk about our Christmas wish lists 
uh, here for this Christmas. And uh, what we'll do is we'll go back and forth. Uh, Dad, we'll start with you with your with with your first thing on your wish list, and uh, we'll just go back and forth. I've got a couple things. I know you've got a couple things as well. So uh, let's start with your first thing on your Christmas wish list. Uh, what are you asking Santa for this year? Well, it would be for the Packers to get this thing officially wrapped up with Aaron Rodgers. Um, don't know, you know, that it will happen uh, quick, but if they they need to get Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, and it's going to be a it's going to be a, a deal with both. You're 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 not going to get one and not get the other. Um, there, it won't be a, a definite package deal right at the signing, but that's the way it's going to. You know, I, I I don't see one of them staying without the other, and um, I think all the indication has been that I think there's a chance Rodgers is going to stay. Uh, he's usually calculated about what he says and his comments after the Bears game. I think kind of would lean that way. He's been careful to not say, oh, yeah, I'm going to be back. It's all done. No doubt about that. Um, but, uh, you know, I think, you know, he said, no, this doesn't feel like the last game I'll play um, against the Bears. Okay, well, the only time he can be assured to play the Bears, unless he's going to go to the Lions or the Vikings, is going to be with the Packers. True, he could play them with somebody else, but um, is Denver going to play him? I, you know, you don't know that. Of course, he may not. May have been a more to spur of the moment comment, but um, yeah, if, if Santa could um, put Aaron Rodgers, Devonte Adams in the stocking, that'd be great. Yeah, you know, I listened to his weekly interview on the Pat McAfee show, and it's just the longer this season has gone on, the more comfortable I feel that he could resign with Green Bay, get get something worked out. I think the Packers know Jordan Love's not the answer. Um, definitely not right away. Maybe you give him a full season under his belt, he gets kind of a bad season, um, and then the next season he picks it up. But I don't have any confidence in Jordan Love being the quarterback of the future in Green Bay. Having said that, there's a lot of salary cap issues going on for Green Bay this offseason. There are going to be a lot of things they're going to have to work out um, especially re-signing or uh, extending Aaron Rodgers and re-signing Devonta Adams, it, it's going to take some magic on the salary cap side of things as well. Boy, it would be nice to get this get this wrapped up uh, for sure. You know, the way Rodgers talked this last week, um, just about the Packer fans, uh, about his teammates, about Green Bay uh, in general playing in Lambeau Field, those kinds of things, you know. He has to know there's no better option for him out there, no realistic option for him out there, uh, that he can go and have a better situation than he has in Green Bay. So we'll see. See how it lays out. That's a good – I like that one. Uh, my first thing on my Christmas wish list is that the Major League Baseball will get their lockout figured out and uh, get everything ready to go before scheduled baseball operations begin, spring training and all those kinds of things. Um, if for no other reason for fantasy baseball to go off on uninterrupted, but uh, I'm going to go with Major League Baseball. My wish list is that they get things worked out and ready to go uh, from there. Uh, what else is on your Christmas wish list, Dan? Well, it'd be that the Nashville Predators can make the playoffs. They've played really good so far. Hopefully the NHL can get back on track here. Uh, we're not going to the Olympics. I think they can catch up with some of their games and, um, you know, the Predators have played super well, really surprising so far. The young players have developed like they needed some of them too. And it'd be great. You know, I, I don't want the Predators to fall off. Um, 
you know, it's been a little bit of a rebuild. They called it a competitive rebuild, whatever that means. But so far, they've done well. And I'd like to see them, you know, at least make the playoffs and maybe a little bit of a run um, there. They have not garnered much national attention as far as people being positive in the rankings in some ways. Um, of course, we're going to get a little publicity with the outdoor game in February um, there. But, um Anyhow, I, if Predators could be there, and actually speaking of that outdoor game, that's probably the coolest jersey they've ever had. So if that was in my stocking, that'd be great too. <laughs> now I gotta, I gotta call you out on something, Dad. We're doing Christmas wish lists, like what we want, what what we could have, and all you said is the playoffs. Um, I mean, shouldn't we just go Stanley Cup with this? Well, hey, I'm, I, I, you have to be practical, too. So, anyhow, you know, you can want a new car, but if you have to say it needs to be a Ferrari, I don't know. So, <laughs> Oh, man. Okay. All right. You don't believe in the Christmas spirit, I guess. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, Kentucky basketball. Uh, I'm just going to, to ask for consistency. Uh, for Kentucky basketball, if they're consistent, they'll win a championship. Um, they haven't been consistent. They 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 have blown out teams that they need to blow out, which is good. Um, my confidence in Coach Cal as a coach is is at the lowest it's ever been. Uh, he's obviously a great recruiter. I think he's a good leader. Um, but boy, uh, the coaching situation has just not been pretty at Kentucky for the last several years. So uh, my wish list uh, on my wish list is that Kentucky basketball becomes more consistent and uh, entertaining again. My goodness. Uh, when, when Cal came in, he had John Walter, Marcus cousins. So entertaining uh, championship year entertaining. Uh, but there've been very few years that we've actually had entertaining basketball. This has the, the, the players to do so. Um, and we just need, need some consistency there for UK basketball. Uh, anything else on your Christmas wish list? Well, I, yes, I hope the Tennessee Volunteers will get a win in their bowl game. I think this will propel them. It's not a given against Purdue at all, but I, they've had a, a good year, and this will really propel them into next year. They have good recruiting, and I think a, a bowl win always helps a team go toward next year, and I think this would be great for the Vols. I'm going to add to that. Um I'm going to, I'm going to, my Christmas wish list for Tennessee will be Arch Manning. Um, the uh, <laughs> nephew of Peyton, there has, there's been reports that Tennessee is a legit option now for Arch Manning. Uh, going into this year, they really weren't high on the list. They were on the list, but not high. Um, there has been a little bit of, of noise now that, that they have moved up the list for Arch Manning. And would you rather your kid play for, um, uh, I was getting ready to call him McDaniels, but it's not McDaniels. Uh, Kiffin, Lane Kiffin, or Josh Heupel? Well, Josh Heupel, there'd be no doubt about that. And um, I can see where, where this would make more sense. I think Heupel would be very appealing uh, to the family. I think it's going to be a safe situation. Uh, you know, you're not going to worry about jumping from Tennessee on up. Um, you know, you can sign with Kiffin and you have no idea he's going to be there the next year or not. You know, he may move on to another job or he may be, um, you know, suspended for a year or two. <laughs> Who knows? So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I know the Mannings and Old Miss have a good, good history um, between Eli and Archie and Cooper all being there at some point. But um, Clemson, Ohio State. Texas, uh, USC is probably going to be in the running, I would assume. Um, 
Georgia and and uh, Ole Miss, but I, I think Tennessee is an interesting option. So I'll throw it on my Christmas list as well. I'd love to see another Manning in Tennessee. Uh, anything else for your Christmas wish list? No, nope, that'll be that, that'll be it. If we can get those three, that'd be great. So, yeah, you know, a, a Packer win on Saturday would be nice uh, for sure, and and uh, and those sorts of things as well. But. Uh, I think those are good, good Christmas wish list. Uh, my last one would just be for uh, some big guests on the Sports Stove podcast in the months to come, and uh, what the new year might bring us, and and uh, hopefully get to talk with some more coaches and athletes along the way as well. And uh, and excited about what's ahead for the new year. We'll talk about that more next week in our New Year's episode uh, that we'll do next week here on the podcast as well. Uh, Dad, we had some other things on the list, but I think I'm going to pass over them for this week. Uh, some college football topics, but they'll still be relevant next week as we're getting closer to the college football playoffs. Anything else you want to add before we close up today? No, I, I, I don't think so. Like I said, it's very exciting, especially with uh, um, fo- football is going to be great here the next few weeks. Um, of course, the bowl games, you, you kind of keep up with them just a little bit until we get to the playoffs here. Um, and um, those should be some good football games uh, to see if anybody can really challenge Alabama. But the NFL is going to stay really, really nip and tuck here uh, to the end, and the playoffs will be the same way. You'll have good teams uh, in the first couple rounds of the playoffs, and that's usually the most exciting time in the NFL because there's so many teams still in it. 100%. All right. I want to remind everybody you can follow us on social media, Twitter and Instagram at Sports Stove. Uh, we are on Facebook. We're on YouTube as well. Uh, we just posted. It's on uh, on our, let's see, your Twitter, Facebook, and uh, Instagram pages. A new t-shirt, uh, sweatshirt, tank top uh, design that you can purchase as well. So make sure you go and check that out on our social media page. And, uh, and, uh, it's for the underappreciated athletes in the world. Uh, so, uh, take a look at that. I'm looking forward to having that out there as well. Uh, we've got our Wednesday episodes, the local hour covering EKU sports. I'm wearing my Christmas, uh, Colonel shirt today, uh, representing EKU. They gave us that at the last basketball game. So thank you. Uh, but, uh, we've got great guests this last week. We had some high school and, um, college transfers that are signed with EKU for next football season on the talk. And, uh, and we always cover all things EKU sports there as well. I think that is it. Merry Christmas, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to today's edition of the sports stove podcast. And hopefully you'll continue to tune in with us in the days to come. Subscribe, share, review, rate, all those kinds of things. Spotify now allows us to rate. So make sure you go on Spotify and give us five stars on there. Uh, Dad, were you going to say something else? Um, you know, m- Merry Christmas to everyone. Appreciate everyone that um, tunes in on a regular basis and uh, look forward to seeing you in the future. All right. Uh, hope that you have a great Christmas and time with family. Until next time, we'll see you around Sports Stove. <laughs>